0: Hello, everyone. This is the Millennial Pesa podcast, the only podcast you need for your personal finance and money management problems. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Millennial Pesa. We're actually back after a very, very long break, but I've been actually taking all this time to curate and to get on some interesting guests talk about a lot of personal finance topics that Millennials and Generation Z are looking for we'll actually be talking about international stock market investing this is for all those people who are looking to diversify their funds in companies outside of India for example you just saw the crazy tech boom in the US where companies like Apple Amazon Tesla they all went crazy on the stock prices So to talk just about that in the first part we'll talk to Mr. Viram from Vested Finance. So let's just get right into it. Hello everyone, this is our international investing episode and we have a very special guest with us on the podcast. He is Mr. Viram Shah, CEO and co-founder at Vested Finance. So hello Viram, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, Ankit, thanks for having me here. It's, It's great to be on your show.
0: Vested Finance, it's a company, it's an interesting startup that's actually helping Indians staying in India and also NRIs invest in US-listed companies. So you guys might have heard about Tesla having this crazy stock price um, surge over these last 12 months, um, Apple hitting $2 trillion, Jeff Bezos getting to his $200 billion and so on. So vested finance is allowing Indians to invest into these markets. And these guys are actually doing it in a very accessible and comfortable manner. So Viram, I'll let you take over and um, could you just give listeners, a very basic rundown, like a step-by-step process on how someone sitting in India right now, how they can start putting in some money into U.S. stocks.
1: Yes, definitely. So, uh, essentially, what has changed over the last couple of years uh, compared to what used to exist earlier, so, uh, of course, investing in the U.S. Uh, directly has is not a new idea. Uh, however, earlier what used to happen... And, and and I'm just giving this context to kind of make people understand uh, what, has, what has become different and why it's easier now. Earlier, what used to happen was uh, opening up accounts, opening up a brokerage account in the US if you're an Indian uh, was a very difficult process. It used to take a lot of time, required paperwork as well, uh, to open those accounts. There was lack of information as to how you're supposed to go about it and uh, multiple steps required. Also, there used to be minimum deposit requirements. Um, there were high commissions, which were just... Mean that you lose a lot of your your uh, investments or uh, lose a lot of your returns in 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 paying these commissions. Uh, also, you'd have to buy full shares, uh, which means that say if you want to invest into a, an Amazon, which is about three three thousand dollars, about two 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 lakhs or sort of, uh, you have to shell out that money in one go, which is, makes it just very expensive for somebody to start investing. And there was just no localized solution, right? There was no, no solution that would help you with, okay, how are taxation, uh, how, how does taxation work? How am I supposed to pay taxes if I'm investing in the U S uh, how would fund transfer work and, and things like that. So our goal was essentially to lower all of these barriers and make it uh, seamless for somebody to start investing into the, the U S stock markets. And uh, I could say that we have gone uh, gotten to our goal to a certain extent There are things that still need to be improved. So now, Essentially, if somebody wants to get started, all, all they have to do is download our app or go to our website, sign up on the platform, start the KYC. So they would go through a, a KYC process to open up a brokerage account in the US, and that's completely online. Typically, it takes about two to five minutes. It requires your uh, government ID proof, so that could be a PAN card. Uh, you could also submit an, an Aadhaar card, and it requires an address proof. So there again, uh, an address address proof. So an Aadhaar, including. Uh, address or you could give your your um, driver's license or you could give uh, your bank statement so you have to submit those documents answer us a few questions that are required by uh, the US regulator and then submit your brokerage account it then takes about uh, 1 to 2 business days currently for the account to be to be opened and in case there are any issues with the documents then uh, we get back to them uh, with what is required and then once you've done that uh, your accounts open the next step for you is to load money into the account. And so there the process is a little different versus a local brokerage account in India uh, where you can do an NEFT RTGS. Here you actually have to transfer dollars. So you have to transfer money across borders uh, into your brokerage account in the US. And so that is done under what is called the RBI's liberalized remittance scheme. Uh, This is essentially a set of guidelines the RBI released to govern how or what how much money can, can an Indian resident send abroad? And clearly there, uh, investing internationally is one of the allowed purposes of sending money abroad. And what you would do is you have to st- uh, transfer money through your bank. So you have to transfer it uh, through your bank account. You cannot use any third-party remittance remittance provider. So uh, that's an additional nuance in relation to investing abroad. And so what you would do is you would, you would um, typically... Uh, transfer money through I, I, any of your banks. Either it's an offline process, uh, depending on the bank you use, or say if you're using uh, ICICI, now recently IDFC as well, it's a completely online process and you can transfer funds, US dollars, into your brokerage account. Now, once the money is in there, uh, you can hold it as cash. You don't need to invest it immediately. You can hold it as cash and then you can buy and sell. You can buy and sell commission free on the platform. Uh, you can also buy fractions so you can really create a diversified portfolio in a very easy manner you get all the trade statements trade confirmations on the platform itself you also get tax reports as per the india regulations converted into rupees so that it's super easy for you to file your returns Uh, and uh, if you want to bring your money back then essentially you would put in a request and and a withdrawal request is processed into your local brokerage account uh, local bank account sorry and and so that's how the entire process works
0: okay got it so i think uh, i did try out your onboarding process and i actually i seriously love the fact that it's completely online like you from start to the end it's completely online no paperwork required so uh, why don't we talk about a bit about the pricing because i'm sure uh, a lot has gone into it so what kind of plans do you offer right now for the customers
1: so when we were launching, uh, we did a lot of customer research and, and realized that uh, uh, the reason why people were not investing internationally was because just due to the costs involved in the process. So one was there were monthly minimums involved, then there are FX costs, then there are commission costs on the platform. Basically, it would become unviable for somebody to invest internationally. And so what we tried to do was try to keep the costs as low as possible. And so we basically made the commissions completely free. So if you have to start investing, you have to pay a one-time account opening fee. Once the account's open uh, and your money is in, there is no commission that we charge. Uh, The other cost that would be involved in the process is the money transfer cost, which is uh, typically charged by the banks when you send the money abroad. And then uh, there are withdrawal fees. Uh, Currently, there is a fixed withdrawal fee. We are uh, working on reducing that as well to a much lower fee. Uh, It used to be about $35. Right now, it's $11 could you just
0: uh, talk specifically about what the account opening fees and the withdrawal fees are so that the customers can be a bit more informed
1: yes so account opening fees is applicable essentially when you are opening a vested account so you are going through the kyc process uh, it's a fee that would be charged it's a, a inr 399 fee and the withdrawal fee is basically for you to bring your money back into your india bank account and so that fee is actually charged by the international bank and uh, it's it's essentially the fee to, to transfer money cross-border into your India bank account.
0: Got it. Yeah, so I think that's uh, fairly reasonable. But uh, so I also have another very, very important question that a lot of Indian millennials have. Is that what is the taxation like? I mean, if I am investing outside India, there must be some sort of rule, some sort of limit. What situation is
1: that right now? Yeah, so in terms of taxation... Uh, basically there is no tax outside of the country that you have to pay so whenever somebody opens a brokerage account what we are actually doing in the back end is filing a form with the us authorities telling them that hey this is a non us resident that's opening an account so they don't have to pay any capital gain tax in the us so the way it works is you have to pay capital gains tax in india and the the threshold for long term is 24 months and uh, you also get indexation benefit on the the long term capital gains you on in terms of in terms of dividends there is a 25 percent withholding uh, in the u.s and since there is a double tax avoidance between the u.s and india you can actually take credit for that 25 percent that you have paid there when you're filing your taxes here so it's basically all taxes in india only nothing in the u.s that you have to do
0: okay got it so that uh, seems pretty straightforward so um, why don't we get into some numbers now um, it's a very niche market, U.S. investing from India. It's a pretty niche market. And i just like to know uh, what kind of a market size are we looking at? Do you have any numbers on what, how many customers are right now in this market? What's the segregation between Indian residents, NRIs? What's the average ticket size? Do you have any stats to share on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can uh, definitely share some context. In terms of the size for us, we're essentially, we're essentially looking at the market as everybody who invests in the India market, right? And our goal is that we are able to provide some kind of geographic diversification to uh, an investor's portfolio. And so, if you are investing in the, the India market, you should you should be able to invest some money abroad. So that's that's how we're looking at the size of the market, which is which is then quite large uh, for for this essentially a new service that is growing uh, significantly. In terms of how things have been panning out right now, so we've been um, we've been seeing quite a rapid growth just over the last five months. In fact, I was just checking today. Over the last five months, we have tripled the the AUM that we have on our on our platform. And uh, what's what's encouraging is that seventy five percent of our users actually, after they have transferred money once, so they would come in and say do a small amount of of um, 100000 5000 dollars and test it basically as a test amount and and then they would come in and and, and repeat uh, do repeat transactions on the platform and so 75% of our users actually have come back and done repeat transactions which is a sign of people adopting this behavior of us investment which is very encouraging and um, in terms of volumes, I mean, uh, in the public domain, of course, this is known. We saw about uh, five million in terms of deposits in the last quarter, and this quarter is much stronger than that. So, so things are things are growing, uh, and and the interest and education in terms of just the importance of international investing is growing as well.
0: Could you possibly share the average ticket size and I mean, how much are people investing on your platform?
1: It's it's actually a, a wide range. So the average is. Is uh, misleading to a certain extent. We see people investing, I mean, anywhere from five hundred dollars to even two hundred fifty thousand dollars, exhausting their entire LRS limit to to invest internationally. So there is there is quite a a, a wide range. Um, five thousand to ten thousand dollars is where we've seen majority of our uh, investments happening. Uh, but then again, uh, there is there is a lot of people also doing lesser amounts, and and um, there are people who do higher amounts as well. Okay, got it. So, I mean, 5000 10000
0: that ticket size uh, is actually pretty impressive for a country with a per capita income of about 1.5 lakh rupees. So, I mean, I think that means Indians are super bullish about uh, US markets, at least for now. But uh, that actually brings me to a very essential question. It's that why should someone from India, sitting in India, diversify in the US stock market in the first place? I mean, Indian markets, uh, they seem very diverse, the mid-caps, the small caps are they are ripe for growth right now. So why would someone want to take that amount of risk there?
1: Yeah, and, and that's a very relevant question. And uh, what we always talk to uh, our users about is that uh, we are not discouraging them from investing in India. Um, it's very likely that the majority and the core portfolio is, is in India pretty much. Uh, what we talk to them about is just the importance of having this pillar of uh, geographic diversification added to their portfolio and and they should have a certain amount of allocation to geographic diversification so say about 10 to 20% is what uh, overall uh, people talk about as a recommended um, allocation and and what it does is so one it lets you take advantage of uh, of course uh, the us stock market which has actually performed much better than than the um, the indian stock market uh, over the last 10 years the other uh, thing that it allows you to take advantage of is is hedge your currency so uh, even though your portfolio in, in of course local terms might be increasing over the last 10 years what has happened is the rupee against the dollar has depreciated about three to four percent every year and so on a global level your portfolio actually is reducing uh, because of this depreciation and so this allows you to hedge that because you're investing in dollars and so that allows you to take benefit when you bring the money back in rupees the other thing is and and this is of course the most obvious one is is to take advantage of course of, of technology as a sector which is not available in the uh, the indian markets currently So the large technology uh, companies, the fangs of the world are are the the, choices that everybody knows. But also there are a lot of emerging themes, right? A lot of new age technologies, say, for example, like artificial intelligence, uh, like um, CRISPR technologies in in, in healthcare, like cloud computing. Those have companies listed in the U.S. And so you can take advantage of of a lot of those themes if you believe that, you know, that's the future. Uh, You can start investing in them and building your wealth uh, over time. And, and and lastly it's specific to the individual if you have certain kind of of goals that are international dollar based goals then they become this becomes an obvious choice to save in the same currency uh, to be able to meet those goals in the future
0: okay interesting i think um, i'm especially fascinated by that uh, aspect of currency appreciation i mean by default if you invest in stocks um, i mean you have a lot of currency appreciation so that's another kind of a return that uh, customers actually need to take in uh, mind. Alright, so on the topic of diversification, um, it's great that you offer US stock investing, but uh, what if I want to invest in, say, a Suzuki from Japan or a Tencent from Hong Kong, probably even Saudi Aramco in the Middle East if I'm being too adventurous? So uh, do you have any plans to expand operations for other stock markets?
1: Yeah, definitely. So eventually, our goal would be to provide any investment opportunity uh, in the hands of the, the Indian investor. What we've started off with is a focused goal because the problem that we are tackling with right now is not that there are uh, out of 100 investors, 95% of them diversifying internationally, and they want more options. The problem is 95% of them are not diversifying internationally at all and so for them, the US markets serve as a very good uh, opportunity to start doing this and, and so that's why our focus uh, is on the, the US markets in the near term, medium term as well and then we, we can look at offering different exchanges. Uh, what uh, I would say though is the, the, the markets in the US actually uh, offer the opportunity to invest across the world. So, uh, what you have there is of course the these American depository receipts or ADRs as they're called like for example a Chinese company might be listed on the U.S. exchanges so Alibaba uh, for, for example is listed even Toyota is listed so you can invest in companies that are uh, that are from across the world and the other opportunity is you have all of these ETFs so essentially there are country-based ETFs so they're Like, for example, there's an India-based ETF there in the US as well. There are ETFs that are investing into Europe, Vietnam, Brazil. So you can invest into these different countries' markets by investing into those ETFs, Uh, as well as there are other global ETFs as well. So you can get pretty much exposure to the entire world just through the US markets.
0: Sure, yeah. I mean, I think uh, US stock market definitely is a window to the entire global market. But yeah, obviously, um, the freedom to directly invest into Specific country markets is obviously a great feature to have, I think. Uh, if, if there is an option, people might want to invest. That's just uh, the general idea that I had. Okay, sure. So I'm sure you'll find a way to implement that in the long term, as you say. But I think there still are a lot of hiccups uh, when it comes to U.S. stock investing even right now. I mean, that includes unnecessary paperwork at the banks. Uh, and then there's commissions, high currency rates. So what kind of issues do your uh, users face right now? And what sort of solutions are you planning to remove them? I mean, say um, hypothetically, like introducing UPI probably for account balance. I mean, I'm not sure if that's possible, but what kind of solutions are you guys planning to introduce?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, the primary solution, the primary problem right now is the the fund transfer, as you pointed out rightly, and and that's the one that we want to reduce. Uh, the The issue on in terms of the fund transfer is sort of a couple of fronts. One is just the process which might be offline for certain banks or the cost which is uh, still expensive and doesn't make uh, doesn't make sense for smaller amounts or even larger amounts it, it it might be a little costly and so those are things that that we are working on on simplifying and and once once we are able to do that uh, we will be where we wanted the product to be essentially allowing everything in a seamless manner and a cost effective manner and so then we can look at uh, additional offerings that that we can offer to our, our customers uh, could be different kind of investment classes so just you don't need necessarily need to just invest in the us public markets there are a lot of different assets that are available uh, so those might be something that that we can look at uh, and, and different opportunities just in terms of the us dollars that are there in an, there in your account uh, enabling more more utility on those us dollars would be another uh, angle that we'll look at but for now the the fund transfer that's definitely one of the biggest pain points and still needs to be simplified even more than what so we have, we have simplified it to a, a large extent uh, compared to what it was even before we existed earlier you had no idea how to do it you'd have to go to the bank branch figure it out uh, it was a painful process in fact when we started we actually visited 20 branches to understand the process of how to transfer money uh, under the lrs in your in a brokerage account and man it was painful uh, Often branch managers would have no idea how to do it. Uh, It would take so much time to figure out which forms are needed. So those have been standardized. The next is, as I mentioned, to to simplify it even further.
0: All right. So could we uh, possibly expect any partnerships with banks to reduce these commissions, reduce the paperwork involved?
1: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's definitely something that's in the works.
0: All right. Great. Okay, okay. All right. So, Giram, I have a final question for you then on this podcast. Every guest um, on the show is asked this. Could you give us one personal finance habit that you swear by and uh, you would want to recommend to anyone starting their uh, journey in personal finance?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> of course, for me, one of the biggest things is I, I look at uh, percentage allocation very strictly. And so I have a, a certain allocation that I have set out and, and kind of at the start of the year planned out as to this is what I want to invest into India markets, US markets, um, and, and say as, as, as I grow older, um, how I want to change that allocation. And, and um, no matter what happens, I stick by that. And, and I think that's something that has, that has helped me over the last few years. Okay, great.
0: All right, then uh, that's about it for this part of the U.S. investing special on millennial PESA. That was Viram Shah. He is the co-founder and CEO of Vested Finance. He was giving us an in-depth view on how they're making Indian investing in U.S. markets simple, more accessible and uh, I'd also say affordable as well. So you can check out more details on vested.co.in. That's their website. Uh, They also have apps on Android and iOS, so you can check that out on the respective uh, Play stores as well, the app stores. Hope you enjoyed the insights he had to share today. Thanks for doing this, Viram. Thanks once again.
1: Thanks, Ankit. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure.